Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation. It is Saturday, July the 31st, 2021. So today we are going to continue being in this series. We're talking about who God is and how sometimes our pictures of God are not always the best. And we've been in Exodus chapter 34, verses 5 through 7, which is the place where God shows himself to Moses and tells Moses his name. So God gives his name. And uh, this is not the I am name that's in a different part of Exodus, but this is uh, the name of God that he gives to Moses as he passes by. And we'll read it again today and stop at a new phrase and talk about it this morning. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. That's Exodus chapter 34, verses 5 through 7, part A of verse 7. We've been talking a little bit about God and about how God is compassionate, and we said that compassion means uh, like a mother's womb. You can think of that image for compassion. That's how deeply God loves God's creation. Also, in the New Testament, the verb there or the word there is almost like to have your gut wrenched when Jesus has compassion upon the crowds. And then also the word compassion itself means to suffer with so that God suffers with God loves deeply. Uh, his creation. And then we talked about God being gracious and how grace is kind of this free gift, this gift given with delight, and how God even gives that to us when we don't deserve it. That's what grace is. It's undeserved. And now today we are talking about this next phrase, which is slow to anger. In scripture, there's a lot of talk about people's anger burning hot. And, uh, if you are a wise person, your anger did not burn hot. Um, it was wisdom meant that you were you had a longer fuse. Think about it that way. How long is the fuse uh, of the person you're talking about when you talk about anger? Some people have short fuses. You probably know that. You probably encountered one somewhere. Some people have longer fuses, but sometimes when you have a longer fuse, then there's an explosion at the end that's ginormous. Uh, today we're talking about God's anger. And what we see throughout Scripture is that God, God's anger, first of all, God's anger with people is not petty. It's not, it's not that God is just uh, a, this being that just gets hot under the collar really quickly. Um, God's anger, God always wants the best for us. So God's anger is even that we are destroying ourselves. In fact, if, if you look throughout Scripture, what God ultimately does is God leaves people to the consequences of their actions. It's kind of like if you think about a parent. 
and a parent who loves their child really well. And then the child keeps doing things that are that are end up just causing all kinds of destruction and pain in everyone's life. And, and if the child comes back to the parent and just keeps bailing them out, eventually the parent has to reach a point where they say, I'm not going to bail you out anymore. I'm going to leave you to the consequences of your action. And so when you think of God's anger, I want you to think of it that way, that God's anger even is for our good. That God, when God is angry, he's angry at the brokenness and the sin in the world. He's not angry at people. And a great example of, of God's anger in, in my book is, is the way that God treats the Ninevites. Uh, you know the story of Jonah. Jonah's supposed to go preach to the Ninevites. He goes the wrong way. He hides. He doesn't want to do it because Jonah hates the Ninevites. He has anger towards the Ninevites. And, and what ends up happening is Jonah ends up going to Nineveh. He ends up preaching the message that God has told him. Hey, repent because this destruction is coming upon you. The way you're living will result in destruction, in chaos, in brokenness, and uh, it's going to be bad. And the people do repent. And guess what? God forgives them. So God's anger um, is, is always pressed towards our repentance. God wants the very best for God's creation. And so, um, and when the Ninevites repent, Jonah's now angry because they repented. And he's angry at God because God is more gracious. And he knew he was going to forgive them if they repented. And Jonah knew God would forgive the Ninevites. And so this is how I want you to think about God's anger. Uh, not that God just gets frustrated and gets angry like we do. And, and that's what this name of God is trying to say to us. Uh, that he is slow to anger. That he is patient. In fact, the New Testament says the reason why Christ doesn't return sooner is because he wants as many people as possible. God wants as many people as possible to come to know Christ. God wants this world to receive life in the fullness that was intended. And so God's patiently uh, holding off on, on this second coming. That's what the New Testament tells us. So this is the way that God has this, this slowness about his anger. He has a very long fuse, longer than anyone you've ever met, that God continually in Scripture, as Israel turns away from him, uh, they, he, they're compared to a wife who continually cheats on her husband or a husband who continually cheats on his wife. Either way, they're compared to this unfaithful spouse, this unfaithful partner. And yet God continually loves. He is slow to anger. Um, and so I think what we should think about when we think about God's slow anger is not, oh, well, then God will just let me continue in my ways. Because in the midst of that, we, we, re, we receive like destruction and brokenness and uh, all this chaos in our life when we live in these broken ways. Uh, but what we should think about is that God's anger is really an extension of the other. His slow anger is an extension of the other things we've talked about. His compassion and his grace. And what we'll talk about next, and that is his steadfast love. So today... I, I do want you to know that some things do make God angry. Things that damage the world. Things that make the world broken. You can think about things like that that make you angry. Things that hurt children in our society. Um, injustice. Things like um, racial uh, segregation. The, the, the feud that we have between races even in our country today. These things 
make us angry. And God doesn't like those things either because they cause destruction and they cause um, alienation. They cause all kinds of chaos. They cause all kinds of brokenness and even violence. Um, and so the things that make us angry are, are the same kind of things that make God angry. But God has a very, very, very long fuse. And the New Testament says, Not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to everlasting life. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day. Thank you.